That's the most boobs I've probably seen in my whole life. As long as you keep burping, I guess you're okay. Francesca. 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 French quest. French. Francesca. 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 Because that man. Francesca. Here we are. Outwit, outpod, outcast, survivor, season number 36. And uh, I'm Brownie, and I'm joined by my very good friend, 900 kilometers away, Benbo. Benbo. I need I need to address something straight off the bat. In our uh, intro podcast and our evaluation of the cast pro- podcast, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's um it's worthwhile. You came in with a opened up. Come on in, guys. Yeah, that's right. You opened up with a a catchphrase, which is "Come on in, guys." Right, and I I thought you would genuinely trying to start a podcast catchphrase and i did not twig and i felt very embarrassed that i'm a uh, a fan a big fan of the show and i didn't get your jeff probst come on in guys that was your reference and i didn't get that and when you uh text me after the show you said hey um why why were you uh why were you hanging it on me about to come on in guys and i was like because it's a catchphrase that you're trying to start and it's cheesy and you go no Jeff Probst says it nearly like three or four times an episode when, you know, they come in for a reward or a challenge. And I was like, oh, Scheisenhausen, yeah. Yeah, if it's, if it's cheesy enough for Probst, it's cheesy enough for me. So um, apologies. I apologize, Benbo. You I only just realized on the, on the last episode of Survivor that they changed the snuffer every season. I didn't realize that was a thing. Really? No, I've I've, not, I've noticed that before. I've seen different snuffers. So we're we're, we're super fans, but uh, not quite as super as some. Well, uh, one thing we know is that gone from Survivor is Stephanie Gonzalez. <laughs> she was the first one out of uh, oh, episode man. one. We had high hopes for her. We both said she was going to go deep in the game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, gone. You know, it's really hard that first vote because they they uh, they find the stupidest reasons to get rid of players. You know, because they're all like, "Oh, three days in, let's um let's all just be sheep and do the one thing." But Gonzalez is is gone out of the episode. Yeah, she was unlucky. Uh, but, let's be honest. And Jacob in episode two, uh, second one out, and was saved because he went to uh, Ghost Island, which we'll get into a little bit later. But you had Jacob as your first boot prediction. Uh, it was a pretty good prediction. I think it, it played out exactly like I said it would, except for the twist of Ghost Island that saved him. He, he would have been gone otherwise. Everyone's admitted that. Uh, it, the twist of Ghost Island essentially saved him. So he was he was on Ghost Island, couldn't be voted out, would have been voted out if he was there, got voted out second episode uh, for all the reasons I said, except, oh, okay. Are you, are you trying to claim a technical win? Is that what you're trying to do? It sounds like that's the angle you're trying to take. I was I was pretty close, I thought, to, to, to picking it. Um, so was I. Donovan was on the chopping block too. I mean, I could argue that case as well. He didn't go out first round, first one out. It was Gonzalez. Black and white, second one out. So look, Donathan is still in the game. Jacob is out of the game. So technically, if you want to say second one out, like who's one, whose person went out first? It's your person that's gone out first. Congratulations. And the other, <laughs> the, the only one to vote for Donathan was Gonzalez. And I think, look, we were. I think you and I and all, a lot of the viewers were surprised that Gonzalez went first. Oh, it, big, it like big Donathan surprise. Was going to yep. be the one to go. Apparently, she wasn't surprised. She she was expecting it, and so her whispering at the last minute was a, just an attempt to upset. The plan, the apple cart, um, yeah. That, that and that stuff has come out since obviously the episode. 
We'll get into all that sort of stuff. Reverse the curse, uh, Ghost Island. What did you think? What did you think of the first episode? Did you like the theme? Did you like all the stuff that was happening through the episode? They were bringing back, you know, idols and advantages, and and we'll go into the ghost actual Ghost Island. But what did you actually think of the theme for the season? I, I, I personally, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Ever since I saw the episode, the Ghost Island itself is doing my head in because I can't figure out if going there is a positive for you or a negative for you. It worked out positively for Jacob. How? In general, because he, he didn't did get not. voted out. It did not. It didn't. It wasn't a... He, he got an advantage, which wasn't an advantage for him. And it wasn't he, an advantage, yes. No, but... And then he had to make up some BS idol, which, by the way, he needs to go to lying school because he cannot lie to save himself. <laughs> Thank you. Look, I, I think, but the thing with Survivor is some weeks you can just narrowly miss being voted out and the next week not even get a vote. Um, you know, Jacob, unfortunately, was obnoxious enough that he was still clearly the one to vote out the next week. And, um, but, you know, sometimes extra will, will, will save you in this game. We'll get you, you know, going for the long run. Um, we, we all know that the show's, the, they produce a certain narrative. So we don't see actually what is happening all the time. So, yeah, like, when you're desperate and you you feel like that the tribe's against you, you will do whatever you can to try and stay alive. So if that means, hey, look, I'm not making any inroads being <laughs> trying to be friendly and being myself, so I'm going to be obnoxious. I'm going to try and look for idols. I'm going to make up idols. I'm just I'm going to sock gate, sock gate with the oh, uh, the rice. I mean, I we'll, we'll talk been about that. So angry with an opening move since Russell Hans, oh, and I, I think it, it even brilliant. tops that. Like, I remember, and it's always to do with socks. I don't know why socks stuff upsets me so much on this show, but so Russell Hans, when he came, first came on on Survivor, one of the first things he did was burn his own teammate's socks. And I just, and I've had it in for him ever since because I, I thought that's just as. Um, Have you got some sort of sock do. fetish, Benbo? Have you, in the past, had someone, did someone. Put a dirty sock in your mouth. Did your parents beat you with socks? Why have you got some sort of sock thing happening? No, it's only when socks are combined with Survivor that it upsets me for some socks reason. And Survivor. But yeah, that was I me. Mean, surely you're with me on this. That was a, 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 an incredibly gross. I mean, I imagine all those survivors watching the episode last night, all the members of his tribe, and just gagging you at the idea the that they had to eat that rice that he slipped into his sock. You boil but the rice. Like, you boil couldn't it. you just put it in the pot and then tip it back in? You boil the rice, Benbo. You boil it. It goes to a degree, a certain temperature where all everything that's harmful for you dies. It 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 cannot sustain life at that temperature. So whatever fungus, any tinea type little scaly skin stuff that went in, like because at a at a at a certain level zoomed in, there would have been stuff that went back into that rice. Some skin, maybe, maybe you ate a piece of dead skin. You know, that's protein. There's some more extra. He's actually helping the tribe. He's helping so with protein. Survivor cannibalism is, is what needs. To, you know, it, it's a thing that it's the obvious well, that, yeah. survivor thing that people need to do. They're hungry out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get rid of someone anyway. Why not eat them? Well, they got you know, look, half the amount of rice and then the medical team has advised for this season. So look, I think yeah, I think I think it's where they want to go. I think they want people to start eating skin out of socks and people's maybe maybe people are going to cut off a leg. You know, Walking Dead style. They're going to eat each other. <laughs> Jacob was, was 
um, you know, attempted to, like he, he started small with that. He uh, you know lost his shoes just to see if you know he could lose a leg. Um, you know, build build like quietly build it up. But uh, come yeah. on, like, I think everybody had his moments like that. I think everybody, and I think they just went right. Go on, let's just get these guys bad moments and put them on. But you know what? I actually really like Jacob, and I think. I think no, I did, I did. I really think he was a good player, and I think they'll bring him back. I, I loved him. I really did. I I really enjoyed his his uh, persona on the show. I will give him this. He you know he did make the most of his six days. He was the first person ever to go to Ghost Island. You know a lot of the episode did focus the, the two episodes did focus around him. So he did make his mark. But ultimately, look, I, I said in the last episode that he he would come on too strong. He did, but he ended up just being I think a lot more obnoxious than what I was expecting him to be. I wished him well, but now I was pretty glad he went. You know, after those co- the comments he made, you know about them being the most you know cohesive team ever. Oh um, yeah, just, look that that was. I mean, he said, did you believe him when he said, oh, my plan has worked. I'm going to Ghost Island because I was being, you know, loud and neurotic. Do you think that was his actual plan or do you think that he he, uh, he thought about that on the spot? Because for me, I, I, I think thought... He was quite a lot for the game. He was just acting out of desperation. I think that... Um, if he if he did do that genius, but don't don't say it don't say that. I mean, in front of the the tribe, that's what confessionals are for. Like you can yeah. tell you can tell everybody at home in a confessional by yourself. Ah, oh, those suckers! They 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 fell for that. I'm I'm, I'm a ghost island. I'm immune. Uh, I'm going to try it every single time. But instead, he went ha ha suckers to them. So next time, he kind of guaranteed that he wasn't going to ghost island. So I think he shot himself in the yeah. foot there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and look, he was a self-proclaimed super fan, but he made some really boneheaded amateur mistakes. Yeah, look, he did. He did. So, but there was there was the shoes. All right, that that made you go, okay, this guy's you know not quite that all that clever. But you know you can, you can ignore that. But the, the one of the biggest, one of the real stupid moves. Okay, he he starts talking about the immunity idol, and he goes like literally two or three seconds later, he just goes, oh, I think I'm gonna go exploring um thinking that you know that might fool him into thinking he's doing something else apart from going to look for the immunity idol he may have been exploring he may have thought that that part of fiji had never had humans walk before he may have thought that he was you know captain james cook or christopher columbus or somebody an explorer and he was going to put a flag in the top and claim the land build a new shelter call it jacobville or something like that (laughs) no but i I, I hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying but i i think that most players at some point will go looking for the idol and i think he got the vibe from what i was sensing he got the vibe that hey look i think i'm on the bottom here I might as well just tell everyone I'm going to look for the idol because you already put me on the bottom, which is like a little uh, like a self fulfilling profo- uh, prophecy, you know. Like I, I think that I think that he um, kind of once once he decided in his mind, oh, I'm on the bottom, I'm going. He kind of acted in that way, and that kind of built his case to go. Yeah, I mean, he genuinely thought he was clever in changing the subject that people wouldn't notice what he was actually up to. Um, that was stupid move number one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, really obvious stupid move he did was um, falling for Stephanie Jay's flirting. You know, he, he comes up with this this plan to have a, a fake idol. Um, it doesn't really, they don't really buy it. And Steph Jay does the smallest amount of flirting and he, he reveals all. It. He, he just starts building. He's going, oh, yeah. yeah. He's everything. But, yeah. but I think that was like, Clutching, at, I think that was you could tell it was getting it was the sun was starting to go down. 
he was he's like, all right, I'm on the chopping block. I need to just throw everything out there. You're the only one that's willing to talk to me. I'm just going to tell you everything in hope that you can go back and tell your little clan um, with Brendan and um, Jenna and Libby and everybody else that, hey, he's actually he's actually worth keeping around. And I think that was the last stitch effort. So, I, I you know, look, it's easy to judge from the narrative. I think that in that situation, I'd probably do, be doing a similar thing. I'd probably be not talking to anyone. I think I'd be out there searching for the actual idol. You know, apart from that, I would be doing anything to stay in the game, anything at all. And if that meant I needed to tell everyone everything, um, then I would. Just quickly, let's um, let's let's go to the, what did you think of the start of episode one? So we had the two tribes they met uh, meet on the beach, and they go straight into a challenge. Malolo and Naviti, Naviti uh, had to elect two leaders. Um, they quickly get Brendan, a muscular alpha male, and get Chris, a muscular alpha male out there and they're leading the tribe and they have to choose someone for the challenge and someone for the puzzle. Um, Malolo Brendan chose Michael, the 18-slash-23-year-old real estate agent for the challenge portion of the challenge and then uh, Laurel for the puzzle and then Chris, he chose your mate Sebastian or (laughs) Seabass as Dominic has... Dominic has called him, which I think that's uh, that's gold, by the way, from Dominic. I mean, that makes total sense. He's a fisherman. His name's Sebastian Seabass. Come on, that Sebastian. is that is good. Um, your mate C- Sebastian for the challenge, and then we had uh, Desiree, who actually put out that. I don't want to do the. I don't want to do the puzzle, but she got out there. She did the puzzle. Um, what did you think of this? No, I'm bald. I'm blonde. I guess that's why he picked me. <laughs> that was a terrible. That wasn't her voice. That was. Um, uh, yeah, look. I, I think you said I'm bored. I'm things blind. stuck out to me about this challenge. Um, firstly, look, I don't know if this was just me. I was so confused about the rules of this this, oh. this challenge. I have had to actually read an interview with Probes and rewatch the challenge to actually figure out what was going on. Yeah, I I actually wrote that down. Um, I just wrote that down in my notes uh, for the show. I just wrote down confused as hell because I was I was like. There's so many elements to this. There's so many different things. Like, uh, there's a there's a sand timer, and then you can do this. And if you don't do this, you lose this. But if you do that, you lo- you keep that. And if you do that to the other tribe, then they win. And if you don't do this, they must have spent like two hours explaining this to the cast because I did not get it. I was I, I got the I got the basics, but I was like, what happens if this happens and that happens? I was so confused. Yeah, look, it was bloody confusing. Let's put yeah, uh, it, it, someone had to finish the puzzle first, but what ended up happening, Chris uh Chris they could they could pull the puzzle out before the sand timer had, had gone all the way down. And Which guaranteed them the fishing gear. That's right. It, yeah. yeah you, so, you, you lost a lot of other stuff. You had see, no chance in, at the big prize. We're confusing people. We're gear. confusing people with it as well right now. <laughs> but what the end of the story was that uh, Chris gave up on Desiree. What do you think of that? If Desiree had the chance to pull pull it out, she would have done the same thing. I'm I'm backing Chris on this one. I think he 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 made the right call. The other thing that's really surprised me about this challenge was okay, Michael and and Seabass uh, were you know did the first physical leg of the race. They were going under the um, structure and then having to do like a, a stepping kind of thing and pulling out three keys, and they had to do this small obstacle course three times and by the third time they were struggling and this michael he he's a fit looking fit looking guy yeah i noticed and he almost he looked like he was about to pass out 
it didn't look like a very physically demanding obstacle course to me. So, you know, the first time they, they, they blitzed it. Second time they slowed down a bit and third time they barely made it. D- did it look to you like it, it wasn't that hard? You know what was... Oh, look, you put yourself so in the elements, it's 35 degrees, it's humid, you got you know clothes on that maybe you wouldn't normally wear he's wearing a you know suit shirt i don't i don't know look and maybe maybe because they hadn't eaten for 12 hours while i were trying to explain the rules of the challenge to them <laughs> everyone, everyone was just worn just out mentally after, yeah. tired <laughs> <laughs> they're standing on the beach for five hours look i did notice that i thought that was actually um notable that they were both pretty knackered by the end of it, I thought, gee whiz. But um, no more knackered than James Lynn was in the challenge where he just had to tread water. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But it seems like the guys, it's the first couple of days and the challenges, their bodies are adjusting. But that was the first couple of hours, you know. So the adrenaline's getting to you, but it's now running out. Now you're actually feeling the pain of being physical. (laughs) How's my Jeff Probst? <laughs> Terrible. Oh, huh? that was gross. Okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the other challenges? Yeah. You, you mentioned James, and I, in, um, in our analysis episode, I really talked up James quite a lot. Mm. And um, that was kind of the, the the main thing he did that episode, and he, he was disappointed in himself. He just couldn't get down. And uh, uh, this guy was known in, in um, uni for, for his sprinting as well as his smarts. He's a fit guy. He just couldn't do it. How often, though? Do you see this type of thing? You see a really fit guy or a really fit girl, and they and they, you know, do you remember uh, Garrett? He was like really fit looking, and then he just struggled in the challenges. Someone who's got an IQ of over 150, the th- more than the challenge for me, that was uh, kind of concerning for me that he, he bowed out of that challenge the way he did when he looked fairly fit and he seemed like he was a fit guy. The thing that bothered me the most is if he's that smart, why did he get back to tribal uh, from? from uh, the challenge at the at the and address the tribe and say it's all on me blame me yada 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 I w- like that's not that's not a very smart but, move in my mind you know what I mean I wouldn't be doing that I wouldn't be saying that I would I would make up something else I would not be yeah. saying late on me because that just puts a target straight on your back it's like all right so if we can't get out Jacob let's go for James look James is here because he enjoys the game he loves the game uh, for him he Look, he obviously the challenge didn't go well for him, and he wasn't going to insult people's intelligence by making out that or, or blaming someone else. It, it, the only thing he could do was own it. Um, I, I think, I think look, he could have done something else. I, I, I would have. I definitely <laughs> would have. I don't know if that's smarter or not. I don't know what the, if that IQ comes into it. Because he, trust is such a big thing in this game, and if you're, you're just selling blatant lies, um, people are going to are going to lose respect for you very quickly. I think what might have happened with James is. Uh, I know once when I was in the Caribbean and I was snorkeling, um, it was my first time snorkeling and I was not used to putting my head underwater and breathing. Um, and it really freaked me out. Like I was kind of having panic attacks and I didn't want to have an asthma attack out in the water. So it took me a while to actually get in the habit of going underwater. It just was, you know, my, my natural instincts were saying, you can't do this. You shouldn't be breathing underwater. And so but he's I not breathing underwater, is he? He didn't have a snorkel on, did he? Was it snorkel or goggles? Just goggles. You just had to hold yeah. your breath and go down, what, eight foot, something like that. Not even, three foot. I mean, people like Morgan made it look easy because she's um, she's grown up in water. And just for him, but, you know, I think, look, the big, the big thing to take away from that was more Donovan's, like, James was disappointed. 
Um, he was disappointed in himself. Um, uh, he disappointed his, his, his tribe mates. But the big thing was Donathan came out and he did it. And it was such a huge moment for him. And so it's great when you can have a, a survivor moment like that. Really? Uh, he was in the challenge, Benbo. Doing the challenge isn't heroic. It's what he's supposed to do. Like, that's what his job is in the challenge. Going back and doing your job that you're supposed to do in the challenge isn't heroic. It's just the challenge. They had oh, <laughs> they had, they had designated roles. Oh, and gosh. I think he was there just to swim, swim it out. And they assumed James could do the... The release the boys. And for our American listeners, in Australia, we say boys. You guys say buoys. We find that really weird. <laughs> You're probably going to find it really weird that we're saying boys. But boys are buoys. Anyway, so, yeah, look, I, I think Donathan wasn't expecting to have to do that part of the challenge. That wasn't part of the plan. And then he came out and did it. Um, and he was he was afraid to do that. He was afraid to go that, that far under. And look, okay, can we just open up the, the conversation about Donathan in general? Because Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I love Donathan, by the way. I love him. But Donathan just needed to do his job. And swimming down, doing your job in a challenge is not heroic. It's just the challenge. It's survivor. You know, yeah. like come, overcoming adversity, that's... That's heroic. I don't know if that was adversity. What do you, I, look, I, I, I love, I love, I really love Donathan's character. I love um, what he's about. And I think he's going to, you're going to, we're going to watch him grow on this show. Like his self confidence, his self esteem is so low. Like you can just read his body language, uh, watch his facials when he's, you know, uh, expression, sorry, when he's, um, when he's listening to what people says. He's, I think he's not used to standing up for himself. And I, I think we're going to watch him grow. So I love, I love the journey we're going to go on with him if he stays on in, in the show he can get through to the next week, uh, through the merge to the merge and stuff like that. But I just don't think that this was a heroic moment. I just think that they Jeff Probst pounced on it to make it something more than what it, what it was. No, he clearly didn't want to do that. He wasn't expecting to do it. He, 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 he didn't want to do it. But look, about Donathan in general, I, I think in our pregame analysis, I said some people would love him. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be one of those people. I I, I thought I'd, I'd find him irritating, but no, I, I same as you. I, I fell in love with this guy. I thought he was he was terrific. He was endearing. Um, he's he's just a hard on his sleeve kind of guy. Um, How cool is his accent, by the way? I love his East Kentucky accent. I love that. I could listen to that all day. <laughs> one of the funny bits was that I don't know if you saw this, but at one point when he was you know d- doing the confessional, they were still doing subtitles for him. While he was talking, now we're used to seeing this on American shows when Australians are talking because they can't understand us. But he's an American, and he's he, you know he wasn't whispering; he was talking straight to camera, and they're still giving him subtitles. Uh, yeah, uh, look, I hope he stays around the game. I think people are going to manipulate him easy, and I actually suspect that that's one of the reasons um, Gonzalez got the vote rather than um, Donathan was because a lot of people were probably thinking, you know, we can easily manip- manipulate. Yeah, this he can be a number. We can take him to see through that. Yeah, look, I, I don't think he's got the gonads yet to stand up for himself and, and make some moves. But like David did in uh, Millennials versus Gen X, sorry, yeah, he he watched him grow from a neurotic, um, anxious guy to this, his self-esteem, his confidence just grew. And I think this is what a Donathan can play out. He can play it out like that, but he's got to, he's got to do it quick smart because otherwise people just won't tolerate it. They won't. They won't. Yeah, I think Donathan's got a lot more heart than David did, though. So, um, I'm yeah, wishing him, wishing him much more success. Other, other surprises, other 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 characters that we um, you know, were a bit different to what to what we were expecting. Uh, Eric Reichenbach, he was in the show more than Libby was. 
uh, tonight. He was in the show <laughs> in the opening credits. He was at Ghost Island. He was uh, when Dom found his idol, and it's the one that Andrea had that she put in her pocket in uh, season 26. She went home with it. It was the idol that Eric Reichenbach found and stupidly just gave it to her. Eric Reichenbach was like the king of this uh, episode one and two, and he got more airtime than some of the actual contestants. <laughs> now, let's talk about Stephanie J because you said you, you, you thought she might be one of the first to go. You... Um, you talked down her game, uh, mm, I did, but she I did. played a big part in this episode. She was right in the mix. I had a wrong read I, on I her. I said she was going to be a goat. I don't think that's the case anymore. No, I had a wrong read on her. I thought just from the limited stuff that I'd seen and read, I thought she'd be a little bit airy-fairy, but I stand corrected. She's here to play. Uh, yep. She's measured. She can control her stuff. She's she's choosing to be happy. She's choosing choosing to be a, a person that you can get along with and open to ideas and suggestions. But she's also there to play, and she's she's switched on. I think her answers at the first tribal and uh, the way she conducted herself and spoke, I was very impressed. I, I'm completely 180 on her. I I really I really dig what she's got. Yep. Yep, Chris has already done more than I thought he would as well. I thought he was just going to be a mm. bit of a poet, but he's um, yeah, he's yeah, he he's playing. He's obviously got a little bit of a brain on him. Look, and I have to admit, I was a little bit wrong about Sebastian. Little I bit. Still, look, I, okay, I may have said uh, a comment along the lines in our first episode of, uh, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to hate, so you hate him. Um, but I don't know. I don't think he's just an arrogant hippie guy. I I don't know how to put this, but I. Th- it's like he has the mind of a a two year old. He just seems what? very. This is the. Uh, <laughs> this is worse. No, I don't say this to be harsh. Is, I don't say this to be mean. This but is he's worse. Just, I, 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 he, he just doesn't seem to be all there. Um, he's there. I, I'm totally disagree with you a million percent. What part of him made you feel like he was a two year old? What did he actually? What was an example of what he did that made you? The feel way he talked, he just didn't. It's it's like he wasn't even sure how he got there. Yeah, he, you didn't find him to be a bit of a, a, a dimwit, or no? Like, he, be, he came out in the first five minutes, and he he was all for uh, helping out uh, Chris in that first uh, challenge on the beach that uh, was very confusing. He was he he won. He was quick in the challenge. He kept he, up with Michael. And then when well, he, he gets on he the island, talk. he he quickly connects with Chris, obviously because Chris chose him. So he's making that connection. He says, "Oh, we're the Florida guys. We're both from Florida. We both you do fishing. I do I do lobsters and stuff. Lobster finding and or lobster crawling or whatever it is." He like they made that connection. He you know gets. I think there's a conversation he has with Wendell, and you know Wendell really impressed me actually. How he wasn't just like yeah yeah we'll just go along with what you say. He was actually you no know, like uh, when Sebastian went up and said hey I think it's Dominic. He's Wendell's like hey um, you know I like Dominic. Let's uh, maybe it's not Dominic. Let's just talk about that. But um, and he could see that Chris was controlling Sebastian at that point, but. I don't yeah, I, I I don't see how you can still see this. I think that you just I think you're prejudging him wrong. I think, but anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Look, I, he's not he's not as despicable as I thought he was going to be. Um he still might be very annoying though. But speaking of Wendell, uh, Wendell had one of the just this subtle beautiful moment in the episode where he was sitting there making this gorgeous furniture out of anything that was around him, very clearly tied to his personal passions. 
I love that. I, that was my, I, it was a subtle moment in the episode, but I loved it. It showed his personality. Is that when he was um, making the crab catches and he said, "Oh, this the crab will come in here and." Yeah, yeah, and it looked—I mean, they looked terrific. You could sell those. We should give him a call. Maybe start a an Etsy page with Wendell Bembo, <laughs> selling bamboo, uh, bamboo furniture from Survivor from Fiji. <laughs> give him a call. He might be up for it. No, look, Wendell's—I think he's—I think he's going to go deep in the game. Um, well, let's talk a bit about Dominic because he got uh, probably more airtime than any of the other. The other uh, um, the not not, not Malolo. What was the other tribe? Naviti. Naviti. He probably got more airtime than a lot of the Naviti tribe. Mm. What was your... You were a big rap on him? Yeah, well, he put up his hand in that first challenge and he's like, yeah, I I didn't agree with the whole pulling out Desiree's thing before finishing. Like, he was the only one. That kind of... the pot. Yeah, that was good. He stirred the pot and uh, that's what kind of got Chris offside with him. And then he's he's being a bit loud and um, calling Sebastian Seabass and... You know, doing these workouts and stuff like that—that's that's predictable from this guy. You know, from what I've seen and read and heard, that's what he was out there to do. He's out there and he's going to try and make his mark. Now, was it just me, or did every time you hear Dominic speak, did you think you were listening to Vince Vaughn? <laughs> he is a dead ringer for Vince Vaughn <laughs> um, in tone of voice. Yeah, you know, similar kind of look—not overly, but uh, yeah. Every time he spoke, you, you felt like. You know, Vince Vaughn was playing a character, and he, and he's coming out with his story quite early on to the tribe. You know, he said, "I've you know I've lost 170 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilos, but it sounds like a lot." Um, and he's uh, was made some poor choices. Sounds like there was drugs or alcohol or gambling or something like that. Um, some sort of vices that were holding him back. He had his daughter, and that changed his life. He's lost his weight. He's got a good good career on the go, and. Um, now he wants that million dollars. He can smell that check, you know. Like so, sounds like he's on a bit of a mission. I like how he revealed his story. Kind of give, build builds him up a little bit. Uh, when when in if fight- anyone's rewatching the episode, though, keep an eye out for um, you know Dominic having a, a one of those conversations with Chris that you know both of them are, are trying to suss each other out, pretending that they're each other's friends um, when they're clearly not. And Dominic gives Chris the worst fist bump you've ever seen. It's just it was. Like a grandmother giving a fist bump to a dog. It was, uh, it was so feeble. I like it when Chris asked him, have you got an idol? And he just he, he just shook his head and he just went, no, no, like that. And he just, <laughs> it was so transparent that he did because people, you know, when people lie, they they do some really out there body movements, you know. Um uh, and, but so, but he, he did have an idol. Not. He did have an idol. He found Andrew's idol that we spoke about. So he's got that idol. He's trying to reverse the curse on that idol. Again, going with the theme. I love that. I love seeing past players that I love um, coming into the show like, like like that. I love how they're trying to tie in the Survivor legacy through that. I really do dig it. But when he told Chris, he went back and said no, and then he went. Uh, he initially said no, then he went back and said, actually, yeah, I do have an idol. Why? Why are you doing that for? What are you doing? You should just shut your mouth. I don't have an idol. That's it. Why is he going back and telling him he's got an idol? Because he has got yeah. one. People knowing you've got an idol can work one of two ways. It it, um, it can stop people. It can make people reluctant to vote for you um, unless they know they've got such huge numbers that they can split the vote. Um, or it can just make you a target and people want to blindside you before you play that idol. Uh, but I, th- I think the curious thing, and this is the thing the whole internet's asking, is when he's got a real idol, why is he showing 
Chris a fake idol. Like, he's got the note to back it up, and it's convincing and everything like that, even though Chris wasn't convinced because, look, let's be honest, it was a pretty crappy-looking idol. It was just a shell on a rope. Uh, but so that's what they what, were last season. They were just shells on a rope. That's I mean, they haven't seen that season, but, to, you know, to cut the guy some slack, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, um, I mean, even Jacob's idol looked a little bit more convincing, like it was actually made to look like an idol. But, um, yeah, what is the point of, of having... Showing a fake, like, there's a point to having a fake idol sometimes, but showing someone a fake idol when you've got a real idol, uh, how is that really? Look, the only way I can see it playing out, like, I was, I was pretty confused by it as well. I was more confused than why he gave up that information so early. Have it in your back pocket, like, because Chris is just going to sing that off a mountaintop. Do you know what I mean? But the only thing I can see that is playing out is he can throw somebody under the bus, especially Chris. He can say. All right, Chris, they're gunning for you. Oh, and, he will, and he will orchestrate it. He'll turn the, the tribe on Chris. He'll say, look, I think they're coming for you. Here, have the idol. You play it for yourself tonight. And he'll go into the thing, feel, uh, to the tribal council feeling safe, and he'll play this fake idol and get voted out. That's the only way I can think of that it's a, a, a good move. Otherwise, it's, it's just too much downside. Oh, stop, stop him hustling. Yeah, too much downside, I think. Um, yeah, that, look, it could, you're right. It could be up down the track. Just want to talk about Ghost Island just a little bit more. Uh, I like how there was that nostalgic, that, again, going with this theme for the season, there was that nostalgic, uh, there was the uh, the immunity idol, the tribal idol that uh, was from China and you saw some from Token Sheens. You saw Mar- Marquesas. You saw um, all the snuffers from all the seasons there. Uh Oh, yeah, it was terrific, yeah. What do you think of the whole setup where you have to smash a little vial to get a clue and it's going to play out in the in the game? What do you think of that whole send someone to Ghost Island thing? Yeah, look, I, I think I got more wrapped up in the strategy of it. Um, oh, I mean, actually, it's probably going to come more into play when it's in, uh, you have the individual game when there's the merged tribe. So, yeah, if there's sort of an even split of, say, four or four people, I imagine whoever wins the reward, the, the immunity challenge. We'll get to pick who gets to go to Ghost Island. And that's when the strategy is going to come in. Well, they, 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 yeah, they started with Sierra's advantage that she screwed up. And that was, for me, one of the biggest screw-ups because, yeah, she told someone and gave them an incentive to vote her out. Yeah. Um, so Sierra Dawn so, Thomas, her advantage, obviously massive, huge. Was it season, 30, season 34, Game Changers? That's right. Um, yeah, so that was the... Uh, the the curse that needed to be reversed on Ghost Island from uh, from the first uh, person, Jacob, to the island. Uh, anything else from the episode that stuck out to you that you want to talk about? I mean, I, I really feel we should give Gonzalez a little bit more time. I think that she, I think that she was really unfairly done by. I think she that- mentioned that she felt like before she even got there, she had been playing by the rules a little bit too much. And I think what she meant, what you said last episode about when you're on Ponderosa beforehand, you can't talk to anybody. Mm. And so she kind of gave up, she felt like she gave off a bit of a, a negative vibe. Um, but I, I look, if, you, if you're in a room full of people who aren't allowed to talk to each other, how do you really give off a positive vibe? Yeah, yeah. Just smile a lot, I think. But <laughs> with Gonzalez, I think, I think out of like the, ep- uh, the seasons I've seen for the first boots, I think that, if they're going to bring, like, if they're going to do a season of first boots, um, <laughs> yeah, she's, def- she's definitely back. She's definitely back. I think, I think she's still got too much to give. I mean, you look at someone like uh, Wentworth, Kelly Wentworth, 
Sierra Dawn Thomas, you know, they came back for uh, game changers and they and they weren't really game changers. They weren't really big characters. I think they their their journeys were cut too short and the producers of the show could see that they had so much more to give. And I think that's the case with Gazelle. So I think we'll see I hope we see her again in some capacity. I hope that there's a first boot first boot season where all the first boots are coming back. It would be funny, except that the first person to get booted off would have had that happen to them twice, which would be almost cruel. That's happened. Uh, That's happened with um, Francesca. She's the one who got voted out uh, two seasons uh, first person voted out. So if Gonzalez came through, she wouldn't be breaking any records and getting voted out first time again. I I couldn't help laughing at Donathan describing James as exotic. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the the guy is is has come out and said that he he's never travelled overseas. He was even saying to Laurel at one point, "I've never met an African American up close and personal because there's just none in East Kentucky." Oh, I thought that was that was notable. I thought that's 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 an experience for him, I suppose. But um, he was saying that James is exotic, and even said at tribal council, I've never met so many diverse people. I'm like, what's happening in East Kentucky? Is it just like, <laughs> you know, thirty-five-year-old white males? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, another strange. Did you pick up on this thing when Dominic was uh, doing weightlifting? Does he realise he needs weights to do weightlifting? I think I think he was like- it was showing how he lost his weight because I think that was. Uh, round about the time he was talking about how he lost 170 pounds and he was telling his kind of story, trying to cement his you know story. And I think that may have flowed on from, so how'd you lose all the weight? Well, I do this because blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, at least chuck a couple of coconuts on the end of that, you know, make it, give us something. It inspires like you. Don't you want to go out and do CrossFit now? Don't you want to go out and do some heavy lifting? Don't you, Steve? You want to lose some weight and get muscular? So you can get your survivor body ready going? Now, something that was a bit controversial on the show, um, I thought, was uh, the first tribal council, Jacob wasn't there. Uh, they were talking about... Uh, Him behind his back. <laughs> and a couple of them described Jacob as special. Yeah, I, I noted this as well. They said, you're special. He's special. But I, I was more concerned with... Uh, People were talking about him behind his back when he wasn't there to defend himself, and I don't know. I suppose probes ask a question, you get an answer. Yeah, I, I, look, I wouldn't read too much into that sort of that political correctness stuff, but I think people were just trying to express how they feel about somebody, and if they maybe he was acting special, you never know. Like, who, yeah. if it maybe special means something to that person that it doesn't mean to us. But oh, look. I just was more concerned about, you know, the guy getting spoken about behind his back. He wasn't there to defend himself, and then he had to watch the show, you know, like a year later and then see that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't well, He kind of deserved it after the sock, whole sock thing. I, I, like, I think it evened out in the end. that Sock you know, game. Them saying that about him, him doing the sock thing. Look, well, imagine, it like, it's, it's a results-based thing. Imagine... Uh, he finds a clue in the in the rice, and that wouldn't be stupid. It wouldn't be that stupid sock thing anymore. It'd be that that amazingly smart sock thing. Do you know what I mean? If he found, I don't think it was a stupid move. It was just a really disgusting move. Yeah, look, I would do the same. I would do my jocks. Here you go. I would do, and I would do the, <laughs> I would do it in the rear end of the jocks, and I'd know. Yeah, but you would be eating out of your jocks out that's there. That's okay. It's my jocks. It's fine. And yep. now, yeah. one of your favourites, Brendan. Um, you, you've got big he's, raps on this guy. I said he's 
the alpha male, so he's not going to go the whole way. Mm. But he's very sharp guy. You know, as soon as uh, Jacob pulled out that fake idol, Brennan straight up doesn't have a note. With a note. Yeah, and, uh, him out Chris, on it. But Chris said the same thing when uh, Don pulled out the other. He goes, has it got paperwork? That's what Chris said. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm on a Windows computer. Um, <laughs> no, uh, look, I look. I, I think I, I think Brendan is my winner pick. Uh, I think he's going to go all the way. Um, he's shown that he's switched on that's that's survivor knowledge there he's very paranoid though yeah he apparently when gonzalez apparently when gonzalez went out uh what you didn't see was that she turned around just before just after she got a torch snuffed and she said that brendan is leading you all you sheep to this he's the lion he's gonna slay you one by one all you seven sheep are behind the lion brendan and it's sad and all we saw was sad and uh yeah apparently she went on a rant and she uh said that in some interviews yeah she didn't even get an exit interview on the show which i was i, was, I, I think they all deserve that yeah yeah um, except debbie she never deserved it but uh and jp j jb jp never got one he never yep. got one he never got a confessional and he never got a exit interview I mean, it's possible with JP that when he came out, he just said no comment because, you know, why why spoil a good thing? Uh, but can we talk? Look, before we go, uh, Brownie, can we talk about first episode strategy when you come out there? So Jacob obviously screwed up his strategy completely, made amateur mistakes. But you know, you you look, we talked about preparation for the show, but when you're actually out there, first day, what do you do? We some of the examples we saw on the show was that you know Chris was telling Sebastian that he'd go to the end with him before the shelter was even built. Um, a lot of the, the people beforehand, a lot of the girls especially, said they were, they were going to be happy to flirt. Uh, you know, Morgan, Jenna, Libby all said they would do this. Michael said it on the show. Steph, actually, Steph J actually did it and it worked pretty well for her. Um, you know, what do you do? Do you make promises or uh, do you lay low? I think you do make what you moves? can to stay alive that early. You do, everyone's trying to feel each other out uh, figuratively, not literally. Um, they're trying to find their place work each other out. There's not really alliances being made. There's just, let's hope it's not me and it's me. Let's try and get away from that being me. Uh, so really what's the first, I, I find the first, you know, few episodes, uh, people are just trying to find their place. And it's like watching this these social dynamics. I don't know if you noticed, but I think Jacob even said it, that the fit, good-looking people started to attract to each other and the other people were in a different group. And I think that's that's the unique thing about Survivor is it, it does show you a bit of a slice of actual human society. And uh, I think I think that they're not they're not trying to uh, form alliances and they're just trying to form trust. And I think that's what's happening and then alliances will come later. Promises like promises in this game. The games that come so far now that you know, I think there was a, a term coined by your favourite player of all time, Stephen Fishback. You talking about second chance when they were, they were sort of cluster voting? Cluster voting, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, look, I mean, I wouldn't listen too much to what Stephen Fishback says. Uh, we'll we'll get into that in another episode. Uh, how Fishback is um, probably the worst survivor player of all time. Oh. I haven't got time for that today. I totally disagree. I love the guy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> 
That might be its own episode. Is to Abby Maria? She's not. She's, he's not better than Abby Maria. We'll we'll, we'll get into that another episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, so for, first first episode oh. strategies. Look, you're right. It's about you know the most crucial thing is surviving this this next tribal vote. But you've always got to have your eye on the future. You know, how's the next two or three, the final one's going to pan out? Uh, you know, Queen Sandra, she was most successful survivor player of all time. And she said her philosophy was always, as long as I'm alive this week, I'm fine. And that worked out pretty well for as her. As long as it's not me, she said. As, as long yeah. as it's not me this week, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll put down the... I'll put down uh, anyone's name. She'll put down Probe's name. Yeah. You know, yeah, if she needs to. I think, yeah, I, I, I believe there's a problem that... 95% of at least 95% of survivor players make um, that is a long a strategy that, that, that most of them go into the game with and, and play the game by and I'll uh, leave that as a teaser for another week maybe next week I'll, I'll get into why what I think people should do instead Alright, so what's your predictions for next week? Uh, we saw a bit of a snapshot, a bit of a preview. They're going to be dropping their buffs. It looks like they're going to be sp- splitting up. They're going to mix things up. Do you think they're going to go back to two tribes? Do you think they're going to go to three tribes? Six, six, and six? What do you think is going to happen? I think it's going to be three tribes. I think it'll be a surprise advantage for the third tribe that needs to start a new shelter. And I'm predicting that the Chris and Dominic showdown is going to Come to a head next week, and I think Dominic's going to go. I, he's a good player, but uh, I think he's he's just made himself a bit of a target, and people are going to want to get rid of him while they can. Yeah, I think there's I think there's going to be a two tribe. I think they're going to stay with a two, two tribe format, and I think that uh, the Dominic and Chris thing will play out. I think Chris will be the loser out of that. Um, if it's not Chris, I think it will be Michael to go. Uh, I think something's going to happen there with Michael. I just got that feeling. I think he got a lot of airtime this weekend. They built his story up a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, definitely someone like that or or Chris out of the Dominic thing. But, yeah, uh, two, two, two tribes for me. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to catch up again uh, next week. We uh, are back. Uh, recapping the episode uh we have some other things planned uh we'll give you some more information as as we develop that but uh just for now we'll recap uh straight after the episode next week episode number three survivor season 36 it's shaping up as a good season it's shaping up as a good season for outwit outpod outcast as well zeke's already described us as the new serial um it's a big call yeah captain crunch or something he called us didn't he or or is it frosty fruit, frosty flakes, or no, no, it's the cereal podcast. No, I, I know, I know. <laughs> As you can tell, brownies are dead. <laughs> On that note, we'll leave you, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hey, Root.